just like that, we're back. It's Views from Section 400. I'm your host, Matt. Got my co-host, Jack, and Brian along for the ride. In the best football weekend of the year, it's the divisional round. NFC, AFC, both conferences, both sets of teams striving and trying to get to the conference championship round and then really make a bid for the Super Bowl. I do want to say it is the last full dedicated NFL show. I think I have that correct. Brian, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but really kind of the last like full slate of dedicated pod analysis and gambling. But obviously, we'll still have a lot of coverage for the conference championship round. And for the Super Bowl, a little teaser here. Look out for the live show of the conference championship coming up next week. That should be pretty fun. You saw we were, uh, you know, had a couple live shows going on with uh, our Washington future, which ended in misery. Maybe we throw a little Super Bowl future out there so uh, uh, we can maybe have have, uh, some better luck. But before we jump into NFL, if you guys did watch the midweek pod, I threw out an Australian Open future. And then maybe six hours later, she got upset as a minus 900 favorite. Won't spend a lot of time on this because nobody cares. But to redeem myself, I'm taking Yannick Sinner on the men's side. Plus 440 right now. The guy's playing lights out tennis. It's going to be tough to knock off Alcaraz. And it's probably going to be even tougher to knock off Djokovic, Novak. Give me Sinner at plus 440. Here's the redemption, and I'm sorry about the ride bikini, but I'm pretty sure, pretty confident nobody tailed that. So no harm, no <laughs> foul. Uh, we'll jump in to the NFL slate, though, what everybody's tuning in for here. It might be a quicker show, but we'll still give that an- analysis. I'm looking to go undefeated. I-, I spent probably an hour and a half dialing up some 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 uh, statistics, reports, had a couple players on the, on the phone, uh, gave Lamar a call. He told me what to take. Just just a good weekend we're rolling into. I know you guys agree. Uh, it, it's uh, the best weekend uh, for football of the year. So let's get right into it. Texans at Ravens in Baltimore. Unfortunately, Joe Flacco was not able to make the return that I so ho- was hoping he could make to, to upset the Baltimore fan base and, and see all that go down. But I'll jump over to you, Brian. You, uh, you, you got some good juice for this game. Where are you leaning? What are you taking? Who's winning this game? I mean, how do the Ravens not win? Does CJ Stroud have all the juice? Yeah. So this spread is nine and a half, and I don't think it should be. The Ravens. The Ravens are good. The Ravens are really good. They were the one seed for a reason. The defense. We know about them. Lamar is going to be the MVP. But the Texans' defense isn't isn't bad either. They just shut down the Browns' run game. They shut down almost everyone's run game this season. They were first in the league, giving up 3.3 yards per carry against the run. And that's what the Ravens do well. Uh, they have been a little bit better passing the ball this year, with Zay Flowers kind of becoming him, I guess, and Isaiah likely filling in for Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews may be back for this game. We'll see if they decide to hold him out or if he's a go. They, they decided to hold him out. They did. Yeah, he's okay. So I guess Harbaugh thinks they're going to cover the spread, but I just I don't see it. Lamar Jackson, we know about his playoff struggles. He has less playoff wins than Patrick Mahomes has Super Bowls. C.J. Stroud's not as good on the road, but there's one thing that's telling me the Ravens win this game. 
but they're not going to cover. But that one thing, so they have Cal Ripken Jr. as their honorary captain on Saturday. Okay. And that that's a little slight, I think, at Houston baseball. You know, Cal Ripken's the guy that did it right his whole career, set the record for games played, the Iron Man. Then you have, yeah. of course, the Houston Astros, and they're just disastrous kind of cheating scandal. So I think that's a little slight at the Houston sports right there. I don't know if that's what the Ravens were thinking with that, but I want to say that's what they were thinking. They're still not going to cover the nine and a half. So Texans plus nine and a half is going to be my play here. Yeah, dude. A lot, I mean, you're you're with the public right now. I think it was something like 70% of the bets are on Texans plus nine and a half, which would tend me to lean the other way. But Jack, before I go, I want to see how you're uh, how you're dialing this uh this game in Baltimore up. Yeah, so these guys met week one, which is, you know, feels like yesterday, honestly, but it's a couple months ago now. Uh, the Ravens kicked the the Texans, but uh, obviously the Texans are a lot better since that was CJ Stroud's first game in the NFL, but the Ravens are also a lot better since they're the best team in the NFL in the regular season this year. Here they are first time to make their, their presence known in the postseason. We know about Lamar's struggles. I'm still expecting them to come out and, and win this game and win it pretty handedly. I don't think CJ Stroud and that uh, Texans offense is really going to have the same sort of explosive plays that they've been accustomed to. The Ravens like to keep everything in front of them, like you dink and dunk down the field and then really clamp up in the in the end zone. I mean, that's just how they do it. It's not it's not anything special. Well, plenty of teams do it, but they do it better than anybody else. So I think this is going to be a tough game for C.J. Stroud. I think the only route the Texans have to win this game is kind of ugly to say is to pound the rock with Devin Singletary. And I I just don't know how you as a coach can really do that when you have C.J. Stroud and, you know, the expectations and the way he's been playing. I mean, it's kind of hard to say, yeah, we're going to give Devin Singletary 20 carries and win this game. So, you know, outside in a dome, cold weather, can be harder to throw the football. Singletary is going to be their option. I don't know if they're going to utilize it. I like the Ravens in this one. Give me them on the spread. Devin Singletary leading the Texans to the first ever divisional round win in Houston history would be a hell of a script by the script writers. So <laughs> that'd be something to say. I'm going to divert a little different angle here. Uh, I know, Brian, you're on the plus nine and a half. Jack, you're on the minus nine and a half. Like I said, I gave Lamar a call. He's getting in the end zone. So give me Lamar Jackson anytime touchdown. Comes in right around plus 105, little plus money juice. He's getting in the end zone in this game, man. I mean, Brian, you just alluded to it. MVP, this guy's going to go out there. He's going to show why he's the MVP. I got Lamar getting in the end zone. I would lean the Ravens to probably win just because they're at home and the better team. but. The public being all over the Texans, I would lean towards, uh, you know, the Ravens also covering. But definitely see them winning the game. I'm staying away from the spread, though. Too big for me in a divisional round. I'll go Lamar Jackson to get in the end zone at plus 105. You guys got anything else on that game or no? Big trust, baby. Big trust. Big trust. Before we move on from the game, so (laughs) I mentioned Calrican Jr. being the honorary captain. Jimmy Eat World is doing the halftime show. I guess they're doing a halftime show for the quarterfinals for some reason, but they have that hit song, The Middle. So Lamar Jackson, a little QB sneak up the middle after Jimmy Eat World performs The Middle. 
I mean, that's just even more the reason why you hammer Lamar Jackson anytime touchdown plus 105. If you want crazy juice, you could go with them first touchdown score. First touchdown is always dicey, but I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson plus 105 to get in the end zone, probably going to happen if you, if you ask me. And if you, if you need a reason to tail, I smacked Josh Allen anytime touchdown last weekend. Hit with these, that was plus money. Got some plus money again this weekend. Lamar get in the end zone. Let's keep keep it keep it red hot with the anytime touchdowns. What game we got next here? Uh, Packers Niners. Yep. And that's the eight fifteen Saturday Fox game. Probably going to be light out in uh, in Santa Clara. So mm-hmm. might might rub Brian the wrong way as we have a uh, I don't know Brian does that one does that one get you pissed off or is it if it's like a weekday like if it was Monday night and it was still light out for a prime time game that gets so, you irritated the playoffs aren't bad because the the Niners deserved it they they earned the fact that they can have a game where it's still light out in prime time so I won't get too upset about that and the Fox cameras still look good in prime time so. I'm I'm not as mad about this one. We'll stick to it, man. The floor is yours. Yeah. So these teams have met the most times ever in playoff history. This will be the 10th meeting. It always seems to be a decent game. Uh, the first couple times they met, it was always a blowout. But the last three have all been single digits. So I'm just going to play another underdog here, kind of stick to that trend, and take the Packers plus nine and a half. Jordan Love in his last nine games has thrown one interception and 21 touchdowns. Those are MVP-type numbers. He's hot. Aaron Jones has rushed for 110 yards in his last four games. So, I mean, this offense is really good. The 49ers' defense is a hell of a lot better than the Cowboys' defense, especially now that they're rested and they're not known playoff frauds. But I I don't know, 9.5 is a lot of points. And with that spread, this could be a game that comes down to a field goal maybe to get the Niners up by two possessions. And I just don't trust Jake Moody to make a field goal in that situation. So I like the 9.5. There you go. Sticking to the underdog trend. Two nine and a half point spreads, and you're going the plus route. Jack, are you taking the minus route? I kind of want to just to go on the opposite side of Brian right now. So, you know what? Add it to my slip. Yeah, I am. But let me give you a couple bets that I was actually a little bit more happy about. I like both of these quarterbacks to throw over on their passing yards. They're both sitting in and around 250. I think they're both going over. Game total sitting right at 50 and a half right now. I think that's going over as well. I mean, I know that the Niners have a good defense, but Jordan Love is playing out of his mind. And LaFleur's he's he's scheming it up nice. Uh 2-0 against Shanahan in the playoffs. So I, I think that they're gonna be able to find some success here on offense, but that Packers defense is is not gonna be able to hold up against what Brock Purdy, Debo, CMC, IU, Kittle. I mean, just the list is endless. They're not going to be able to hold up. So I think this game's going over. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring, a lot of back and forth. But at the end of the day, the uh, the Niners get it done. And uh, I'm talking myself out of this nine and a half now. Take that off my card. I'm not going minus nine and a half. I'm not doing this just to spite Brian. I'm giving you guys good picks here. I like the over a 50 and a half. I like both these quarterbacks to go over on their passing yards. Uh, it's it's tough. You know, bo- both these teams have plenty of weapons, and they use them differently each game. So, I'm not going to give you any player props, but uh, just 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 outside of the quarterbacks, just give me the quarterbacks to go over. A lot of passing yards, a lot of points. 
Yeah. That's what you're seeing going down in this yeah. one. Um, you know, again, divert into a little bit of a different route here. Staying away from the spread, staying away from over unders. I got this one slated as a big George Kittle game. I think he's getting in the end zone. Uh, you know, 49er faithful. He'll have the crowd juiced up. Um, and they just they thrive when he gets in the end zone and has big games. So I think they find him early and often to keep the momentum going. So I got Kittle getting in the end zone. I also like Kittle to go over his 50, I think it was like 51 and a half or 52 and a half receiving yards. I mean, he should have 60, 70 receiving yards in this game over the middle of the field, running around, just, you know, getting the first down, get jacked up, pointing, crowds getting into it. I mean, to me, the way I'm reading it, just screams a big George Kittle today. So like him to get in the end zone, that's plus 140. Uh, and to go over his receiving yards is minus, I think, 114. It was 50, right at that 52 range. If you want plus money, you could maybe say 60-plus yards would probably be plus money. Uh, if you want to parlay both of those, comes in right around plus 225. So if you want to go go a little juice there, you get plus 225 on the parlay. If you want to take them separately, like I said, to get in the end zone, plus 140, uh, receiving yards minus 114. But nonetheless – See this being a big George Kittle, uh, big George Kittle day. I think uh, I think the Niners are going to want to get let him get going. And uh, if you want to bet CMC to get in the end zone, it's minus three fifty. So I'd say you probably go and find some value elsewhere on that one um, because that's just ridiculous. But yeah, other than that, should be a fun one on Saturday night. But I got I got Kittle having a big day there out out in uh, San Fran. <laughs> Sorry, Santa Clara. They don't play in San Francisco. They just claim it. Uh, moving on, the Bucks and the Lions. The the game that nobody probably ever thought we would see if we talked about this two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four, a month ago. I mean, who would have thought it'd be Bucks in Detroit for a shot? Like we're gonna see a ridiculous team in the NFC Championship game, whether it's the Bucks or the Lions. And I know the Lions have had a better season, but still. I mean, did anybody take it serious when Dan Campbell was like, I am winning the Super Bowl in Detroit in his opening press conference or when, when he talked to the owner in that clip when he just got hired in Detroit? He guaranteed a Super Bowl. And this motherfucker's two wins away from that happening. Yep. So, Jack, I'll jump it over to you. What do you see happening in Detroit? You know, reporter got it wrong. They won't be outside. Uh, it will be indoors. How's it playing out? Yeah, they're three wins away from the Super Bowl, uh, from, from winning a Super Bowl. I mean, they got, they got to win this one, they got to win the conference, and then they got to win it all. So True, true. I might I I get into the Super Bowl, but yeah, you're right. I fucked that up. Thanks for correcting me. Look, I, I, I just want to make sure our viewers are, are well positioned here. Um, but I don't think that they win another game. I really don't. I love Dan Campbell. I love the way this Lions team is playing, but – the Bucks, man, these Bucks right now. I'm I'm all in on Baker Mayfield. Like, look, I saw uh, someone make a post the other day. Uh, everyone was saying Baker Mayfield is exactly what we hoped Johnny Manziel would be, and it's so true, dude. He's just got the fire, he's got the spirit, and he's actually putting it together right now. You know, the offense is clicking. And the defense, that's what's really come together over the, the past few weeks, giving them a chance to win these ball games. And I think it's going to cause, I think they're going to cause a lot of problems for Jared Goff and ultimately win this game for the Bucs. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I hate that. I mean, Baker has been electric, and he's kind of a fun fun guy to kind of get behind and root for just because, you know, he's got a little bit of a character edge there. He's got a little bit of a personality, so uh, it's always fun watching that that go down. And, you know, he's like he's got that Johnny Manziel play style where he's a little shorter, so uh, fun guy to root for. I'll give you that. But before I jump into it and give you guys a little trivia, not ready for that, were you? Brian, I want to see how you see this one playing out. Uh, yeah, so it's hard to believe Baker Mayfield was playing scout team defense for the Panthers just, just a couple of years ago, and now he has a chance to make it to an NFC championship game with the Bucs. But we laugh at the Bucs. The, these guys have been in the playoffs for four straight years now. They kind of own that shitty division down south. So there's something to be said, but I just think the Lions are the better team. It doesn't help C.J. Gardner-Johnson poke the bear this week and kind of made fun of Baker Mayfield, saying they have all those weapons. Then he kind of mentioned Russell Gage, and Russell Gage has been on IR all season long, and Baker kind of shot back at him like, yeah, you should probably be watching more film. I think I like the over at 49.5. The Bucks defense is not good at all on the road, and the Lions defense, although it looked decent last week, it's still not very good. And Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and the rest of that offense is very good. Uh, I, I Yeah, I, I like the over 49 and a half, and I like Mike Evans to score a touchdown. He needs two of them to tie the Bucks all-time franchise postseason record for touchdowns scored. So I think he'll get in at least once in this one. You just like Ford Field overs, man. I think that's what it is. I don't think it has anything to do with this particular game and who's playing and, and quarterbacks and players. It's just Ford Field playoff game, or it doesn't always have to be one, but you're 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 slamming the over. The 49 seems like a tricky number though. I was kind of surprised you went that route, but uh hey, we could see we could see a bunch of points, but at the same time, the Rams defense wasn't that good and the Lions only put up like 24 points. So, I don't know. I think the Bucks probably have a better defense than the Rams do. So, I think I think that over 49 could be could be tough, but Hey, I hope I'm wrong, and uh, hope you uh, hope hope we see a lot of points because I have no rooting inf- interest. Who the hell wants to see a defensive battle? Let's air it out and get some points going. But before I jump into, I guess, giving out a pick here, I want to give you guys a little. But before I jump into, I guess, giving out a pick here, I want to give you guys a little. It's not really divisional round trivia, but it does pertain to the game because the Lions. You know, back in the playoffs, haven't been in for a while, haven't won the division, the whole nine yards. So we'll we'll tailor it to the Lions. And it goes like this. The Lions have won four championships, all coming prior to the Super Bowl era, right? So no Super Bowls, four championships. What was the last year in which Detroit won an NFL title? I got it. But Ryan, I'll let go you first. go first unless Jack you want to go first. I don't really care who goes, but I'll let Jack I'm pretty confident you guys won't get it. I think I have it, so I'll let Jack go first. Brian, Did you look just... it up? Please don't fucking cheat. I, I looked it up earlier when I was doing the notes. Ah, <laughs> oh, you dickhead. What is it, Brian? Did I not put it in there? I put it in there. Nineteen fifty seven. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you. I was trying to find a backup question because Brian's a dickhead. Well, it's in the notes. Oh, it's in the fucking notes. No, it's not. It is. 1957. First, first time Detroit ever has hosted two playoff games in a season. A win with tie most wins ever in a postseason. 1957. Oh, Brian, you dickhead. <laughs> well, do, uh, actually, that doesn't 
I don't, I didn't say that was the last one, but when I w was reading the note to make that note, it said it was the last oh one. Oh my God. That was the last, that was the last Super Bowl or the last title. Yeah, it really did. But I do have a backup one. Well, it's not really pertaining to the playoffs now, though. Okay, here's one that Brian has no research intelligence on. And this one's kind of stupid now, but we'll ask it, and then we'll take a bet on it. But how many fans packed into Ford Field last Sunday to watch the Lions-Rams game in the first playoff game in, in a while back in Detroit? What do we got? 56. Brian, you go first. Yeah, you don't have that one up, up your sleeve, do you? Hot 56,000. I'm going 49. 49K. Both wrong. What did you say, Brian? 56? Yeah. Jack, you said 49? Yeah. I don't bro, know how it's big a, it is. It's an NFL game, bro, not an MLB game. It's Detroit. Uh, I'll, I'll tell Brian, you said – I'll put it this way. It's in the 60s. So you guys were both off. 67. 69 out of Jack, 67. So uh, you guys are, are a little uh, a little high there. 66,367. Oh, that was pretty close. Pretty close. But so now we bet the over-under. Is there more than 66.3 or is there under 66.3? I think you got to take the over here, right? Of course. Was it not a sellout? Well, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be pretty close. I mean, yeah, I mean they're going to be at capacity, of course. It can't, it can't be the same, dude. There's no shot it's the same because they have it down to the last single digit. That might be all it holds. It might be capacity. They could have more people in there. I okay, so so look up look up <laughs> Ford Field capacity and see if it's that number. And if it's not, fuck you. Uh, it's. Suck my dick, dude. <laughs> well, it's gonna be right around there. It's probably all the all the extra seats they can sell. Eh, you're wrong. No, wrong. Well, does that include like wrong. like facility personnel? <laughs> oh, it's our capacity, dude. Well, it probably is. And like well, you're players well, you're and wrong. coaches and like well, you're wrong. The medical staff. Wrong. Yeah, wrong. This really took a turn. <laughs> wrong. All right. Anyway, that's the trivia of the show. Tried to add a little segment in there so we don't fly through this and only have a 10-minute show. Thanks, Brian, for playing along. Yeah, dude, I, this is the one where I didn't really know how to read read what to take or, or who to take. For, for just trivia's sakes, I'll take the over to keep it fun and light. Brian clearly doesn't know how to keep it fun and light and has to fucking take a nag at every little fucking little thing. I took so, the over. No, you took the under. Uh, I got the over. <laughs> I got the over. Brian's got the under. No. Check, back, check back next week, and we'll see who was right or wrong. Anyway, <laughs> for my pick on this game, we'll, we'll stick to who's red hot, right, Jack? I think you – was it you or Brian? You were saying over lots of points, Ford Field. I'll go Jared Goff over one and a half passing touchdowns. It's right around minus 140. Um, I think it rose a little bit. It started at minus 130, jumped up to minus 140. It might be approaching closer to one, minus 150. So it is rising. Money's coming in on it. Uh, I see Goff throwing at least two two passing touchdowns. Um, and if they jump out to a lead and want to try and milk the clock, 
I, I won't take it as an official pick, but a sneaky play. You can maybe go Jamir Gibbs over nine and a half rushing attempts. I think that came in right around minus 114. That also might have climbed up to minus or, or to 10 and a half too. But right around that nine and a half, 10 and a half range, I know they have David Montgomery and I know he's kind of the bell cow. Uh, you know, that Jamir Gibbs change of pace, versatile, catch the ball in the backfield more is his style. But I think nine and a half, if that's where you get it at, is kind of low. He should be able to get 10 carries in this one. Granted, last week he only had eight against the Rams, but I think we can see John Muir Gibbs have 10 fucking carries in this game. So Dan Campbell, get him the ball. Let's see it happen. But for the main pick, the one I love the most, Jared Goff, over one and a half passing touchdowns. Like I said, minus 140, minus 150. I think he easily throws two touchdowns and torches the ex-Auburn cornerbacks. <laughs> you said they were uh, good. No, you they yelled suck. at me because you said they on. were good. <laughs> when did I say that? You got the clip? When I took the over. You said the Bucks defense clip? is good. Oh, yeah, I did say that. Well, <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, fuck that. Uh, moving on, Chiefs at the Bills. And I honestly fucked this one up because I thought it was Bills at Chiefs. But this is kind of wild. Up in, up in Buffalo, Chiefs got to travel up there and take on Bills Mafia. Um I got to stick with old reliable, dude. Allen's getting in the end zone again. This time it's minus 110 or minus 115, but I got Josh Allen uh, jumping in the end zone. I think I can already predict Brian's pick here, but Jack, we'll jump it over to you, and then we'll see if I was right uh, on what Brian goes with. But Jack, what do you got? Dude, I'm so excited for this game. We're getting a Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes playoff game again. I mean, come on. What more can you ask for? Well, let me stop you there because we did get this in the regular season and it wasn't as entertainment or entertaining as we hyped it up on the pot. I remember on the pot, we were like game of the year. This is going to be electric, a lot of points. We were slamming overs all over the place and it just did not work out that way. I warned you guys and you made fun of me for saying it wouldn't be. And lo and behold. Brian, just let us dream, dude. Yeah, I do remember being all jacked up on it, being a crazy score game, and it just – it was not – it did not replicate the previous playoff game. It it Uh, did But maybe we get some here. Huge implications, though. Huge. Tony lining up offside. Just the reason this game's in Buffalo. And like you said, it's always in Kansas City. The reason it's in Buffalo is because there is Tony at a brain fart and lined up offside. Yeah. Oh, that was so brutal. That, that changes so much because, you know, the, the Dolphins have the, the two-seat if that happens. The Bills are a wild-card team. Uh, so many implications just because of that one offside. He, he lined up a few inches off, off the ball. But get back to it, get into my, my picks in this game, how I see it playing out. You know, it's as delusional as I want to be and, and reminisce on years past, I have to accept the fact that both of these teams are – uh, you know, not what they used to be as far as explosive offenses. Uh, you know, the Bills are definitely proven a lot better than than the Chiefs as of late, but they're doing it in different ways. You know, Stephon Diggs has not been that explosive guy down the field, 100-yard games. Um, it's been a lot of, you know, dinking and dunking, using two tight end sets with Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid. A lot of running the ball. I expect Josh Allen to go superhero in this one. 
So I like, uh, I definitely like your play on that Colin with him getting in on a Russian touchdown. There's no doubt about that. I think that hits, but overall 40 total set at 45 and a half. I think they kind of nailed that because this looks like an under game to me, but nobody, nobody's going to want to bet an Allen Mahomes under 45 and a half or am I wrong? Brian might. Uh, no, I mean, that's, the public that's, money's going to go crazy on the over. That's where yeah. exactly. That's where my mind goes. I. It, it sounds awful, but that's where my mind's going to be. It's going to be on the under this game. Yeah, I. I don't hate the under. Uh, what did you say it was forty four and a half? I think it's forty five. Forty five. That is such a weird number, dude. It's, it is very number. weird. So. The last time these guys met in the playoffs, the Bills had the game in the bag, and then with 11 seconds left or 12 seconds left, however much time was left, Patrick Mahomes got the ball back and got like two plays right down the field, and Harrison Bucker banged a field goal, and then they won in overtime, and then Bills fans rioted after that whole overtime rule thing, which has now changed, by the way, in this postseason. So maybe we'll see some uh, that get debuted in this game. But this Chiefs team just isn't the same on offense. They've lost five one-score games this year. Four of those, they had the ball with a chance to drive and force overtime or win the game, and they couldn't make it happen. I'm ready to get egg on my face here. I know Mahomes is 12-3 and three in the playoffs, but I just – I think the home field matters. And I took the Bills to win the Super Bowl in our playoff bracket challenge. I'm going to stick with my guns and take the Bills minus 2.5, especially with the weird over-under. The, uh, the Bills are 11-0 and 0 this year when their opponent scores less than 21 points, and that's kind of right where the odds makers are thinking the Chiefs will land. I don't love it betting against Mahomes, but I'm going to take the Bills minus 2. I can always uh, – always can respect sticking to your guns and doubling down and taking them there. So that's some good stuff, but – on that like wild, like Gabe Davis had 25 touchdown game, ridiculous ending. That was the divisional round, wasn't it? Uh yeah. How fitting. Maybe we get another magical, uh, a magical moment here. Because then that was when the Chiefs went on and lost to the Bengals, and then the Bengals lost to the Rams. Mm-hmm. Which that was kind of a shitty Super Bowl, if I'm being honest. Yeah, fourth quarter was entertaining. It was yeah. like all right. All right, I won't say shitty. The shitty one was Rams Patriots that year that after one the Eagles bad. won. That yeah. one was really bad. It's like, like really bad. Yeah. 13 13 3. Uh, Edelman score. won MVP in that game, didn't he? Tom Brady didn't bad, even win MVP. I don't even know. It was so bad. It was such such a bad product to put out there. But yeah, I mean, gonna be an electric weekend. I mean, we have games lined up up and down the board here. Um I, I don't hate the Bills pick though, Brian. I, I think I think that home field could mean something. And in terms of my play for Josh Allen, I mean this dude has an ego. Like he wants to get in the end zone. Like he uh-huh. you think he wants to pass it? No, he wants to run in, do his Allen celebration, do his weird like stare at the crowd thing that he does. I think Allen's getting in, like I said. I don't hate that. Well, let's jump back to Detroit. I got another trivia for you guys, <laughs> and we just got to hit it to end the show. Before before we go back to trivia to end this game, I I want to talk about two two thing two people in in this Chiefs game, Chiefs Bills game. One, Josh Allen. You said it. He's got that attitude. I fully support that anytime touchdown. And then someone on the other side of the ball uh, is Legarius Sneed. I don't know if you guys saw the way that he locked up Tyree Kill last week. 
I expect him to do the same, even worse, to Stephon Diggs this week. Stephon Diggs has been having an awful season after I think it was like maybe week six. Uh, he started to go downhill, and he really has not been a, a great receiver all season. Uh, and now he has to go across with Jerry Sneed, and I just think he's going to get his shit rock. So if, uh, if if you're also betting on play, player props, don't be afraid to bet that Stephon Diggs under. Yeah, he hasn't had 100 yeah. yards since October 15th. And I was remember I was like red hot slamming Diggs props. They were hitting with these every week, and then he fell off a cliff, and I never never picked it again. I don't know. Maybe we maybe we get a good game because I know we didn't get one in Kansas City earlier in the regular season. So hopefully we can see some high scoring, and uh, that'd be pretty nuts if the Bills win the Super Bowl. So yeah, also a game within the game here: Taylor Swift against Bills Mafia. <laughs> could, Is she going pretty, to the game? Oh, she'll be there. She's got to yeah. be there, right? She'll be there. All right. Over under seven and a half cutaways to Taylor Swift. Over is that a good line? Where's the line set on that? CBS, uh, yeah, Romo has a thing for Taylor Swift, so the cameraman will be all over Taylor Swift. So maybe it should be like 13 and a half cutaways. That seems like a lot. Yeah, maybe maybe ten and a half. I think that's a good number. I would say, I I thought the seven and a half number is like pretty good. I'm setting the line at ten and a half. That seems high, dude. <laughs> well, I think people. I think five people, cutaways okay. at half. I like. Dude, I can see like. I can see two half, to three twice a quarter. A yeah, seven Answer and a half me this. Twice a quarter. Answer so, me this. You think people think that's want? Fair. You think people want to take the over or want to take the under? On what line? Ten and a half. <laughs> In general. Uh, I think people want the under. Nobody fucking wants to see her. If you want to see her, go to her concert. If, if you were a betting man. The under, no, I mean, if I was a betting man, over because that's what they're going to do. If, if the exactly. Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, that's going to exactly. be a line, and that like, is why you set the line at 10 and a half because you feel a little bit gross taking the under there. I don't feel gross taking the under at 10 and a half, I'd feel gross taking the under at seven and a half, though. What about nine and a half? I'm still going under, I'm telling you, eight and a half is where it gets tricky for me. Dude, they're not gonna have like unless like unless she's like doing something. Cr- nah, they're just they're not gonna have. Imagine a fourth quarter, Mahomes, Kelsey, like three catches in a row. They're down by seven. They're on the drive to try to tie it. After every Kelsey catch, they're gonna have a quick pan over to Taylor Swift in the box. Like every Kelsey up. play, they pan over. Yeah, so it's what every time the camera look like. Every time the camera shows Taylor. Every Swift. time the, the camera shows Taylor Swift snaps off to like her out of the picture and then her back on that counts as a new one yep yep <laughs> i don't know i'm sticking with the i'm i like i like my seven and a half line and i would go over i think we see eight eight or nine cutaways here so like i said over that seven and a half but i think it, i think it'll go under ten and a half but hey look let's keep track and let's see and let's see where cbs goes with the cans on sunday <laughs> fair enough but um, nah. Before we end the show, because this is this is this is a little interesting for, and it's back to lines trivia because that was kind of where I was where I was tailoring the trivia because they're obviously the brand new team to the playoffs, having not being in it in a while. It was it was pretty simple. What is the Lions' all time record versus the Buccaneers? I don't expect you guys to get it, but um, it's a <laughs> pretty interesting it. number. Give me you give do me, know this one. Total. <laughs> give me the total. I want to say it's sixty one. Is this 61. not in the notes too? I don't know. Clearly it shows that I'm not. <laughs> Bro, it's in the fucking notes. <laughs> They're 32, 32 and 28. 28. 
Also, how do you not fucking know that that's not 61? Because on here, because Brian's wrong. So you guys can laugh what you want, but Brian's fucking wrong. I'm not wrong. The correct answer is 32 and 29. Well, this came from the Lions PR, so I don't know. Well, they're wrong. Oh, it's a sign. Maybe the maybe the Lions lose this one and go to thirty two and twenty nine. Yeah, there you go. This the script already saw it. Sheesh. Damn, my uh, my Buccaneers money line bet looks pretty good now. Well, yeah, honestly, like that, like that's what I'm saying. It's a lot closer. I might have to take. I might have to ride uh ride ride Bucks money line. Not as an official pick, but I mean, what what? I mean, they're plus six and a half, so that's got to be at least over plus two hundred. No. Probably two twenty five, right around there. It's a little bit of juice. I mean, thirty, whatever it is, thirty two twenty, thirty two twenty nine. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's not like you know, it's not like it's you know, an absolute like, just totally like you know, thirty and ten or whatever the case may be, or like forty one and fifteen, and the lines have dominated. I think the Bucks could have a little bit of juice there. But Brian, did you like go on this website? Because that was like three questions. What are you on that? That I pulled, and you have it's just like Detroit Lions playoff quiz. No, it's, <laughs> they probably took it from what I took it. I took it from the Lions PR when they released the game notes. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they did, but that was whack. I like all three trivia questions. Well, I didn't know the second one. Well, I guess he had the capacity one you didn't have. All right, last one. Let's see if Brian's got the answer to this one. Who were the only two players? to have more receiving yards than Amon Ross St. Brown during the 2023 regular season. No cheating. Tyreek Hill and CeeDee Lamb. Dang. That was right. <laughs> Did you cheat there? I that was three seconds, right? I mean there's no there's no way to uh there's no way to know. Look, I, I won a couple fantasy football leagues this year. There's no, there's no I know, way to know. I know player stats. So this uh, comes I know. down to down to uh, having some integrity. You got to know. I don't know, because one of the answers was Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen, and I thought Keenan Allen could have given it a run for the money, but he was out no. the last yeah, couple he, weeks. He missed too many games down the stretch, and the Chargers yeah. with Herbert out down the stretch too, the, the Chargers just fell off a cliff. Right. That's uh, that's why I didn't think. I thought at first, and I was like, yeah, probably not. He might have been he, he might have been – I think he was definitely leading the league at one point. Um, he definitely was. Because the first the first six weeks he was I mean the one game he had like two hundred and fifty receiving yards yeah on like sixteen catches he had a couple crazy um, but yeah either way that's the show try to incorporate some trivia clearly the guys didn't appreciate it so look out for uh, trivia on Twitter maybe some of the fans who follow along can appreciate that and uh, and we'll keep it rolling on on with that but that was the show divisional round. We got a lot of stuff coming up, obviously, for the conference championships. Obviously, the Super Bowl is right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers report soon. Can't wait for that. So stay tuned for all the conference or or all the content that we have rolling out. It's going to be some good stuff. Looking to stay red hot. I feel confident in the picks. I think everybody gave some good analysis. So should be a good weekend, fun weekend. Everybody stay safe. That's all I got. And I'll catch you all in the next one. Peace. Shout out Derek Brown on the Pro Bowl. War Eagle. War Eagle, baby. <laughs>